Alright, talk. Hello, hello, hello. Testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. Alright. Welcome to the Finicky Podcast, where we are out in the nature of Edgewood, and I'm sitting here with now Finicky football champion, Snake, Jake the Snake. Five-time champion. Five-time champion. No one else is counting. Yeah, yeah. No one else is. <laughs> um, well, I guess we should give you your chance. I think we've, we've talked about you. How did, what was your perspective on Zach's defeat and your win? Well, obviously I'm thrilled, but my God. I, so I was over at my parents' house, and of course, you know, none of them recognized that anyone's still playing fantasy at week 17. Tiffany had pretty much decided that, oh, all is well in the world because fantasy's over with. And then she asked me, when I was watching that game via updates on my phone, is there something wrong? And I'm like, no, everything's fine. But it was at this point in time that Jalen Hurts was starting to put up lots and lots of points. And I was not happy about it. So I was, I was panicking. But then essentially after, after he was benched, my man Doug Peterson and I <laughs> stoked. Doug, Doug Peterson. I, I could, that's when I could start celebrating, and I turned it all around. I was very happy again. But, man, I'll tell you what, that was, that was probably one of the better finishes of, I mean, regardless of what would have happened if I would have won or lost, that, would have, that was one of the closest, I believe, finals of finicky that we've had. Like, it was definitely one of the more controversial, <laughs> if you think about Doug Peterson and, and what he did and the, the, the fix was in for Zach, which is appropriate because uh, he's always afraid of the fix being in and the fact that the fix was actually in this time. Uh, yeah. So uh, Zach doesn't get another one. You do. It's not fair. And we're, we're going to move on. Fair. So uh, then after that, uh, there was a Seahawks game. Now, a lot of people were worried that I was missing, uh, which is understandable uh, because I was because I was working that day and I couldn't pay all of my attention into it and any extra attention I had, I definitely couldn't be texting about how uh, disgruntled I was. Um, so I I'd missed a lot of sports for that week and a half. I noticed that the Nets are now the old Sonics. The Seahawks lost to a one-armed man. Um, and all of that was a lot to digest the next day. Um, I think we've all discussed that Adam Gase is rumored to be an option at offensive coordinator. Um, I've watched enough of the game now to have some opinions, but first, uh, Snake, how do we fix the Seahawks? I literally, like, just talking about the Seahawks right now, I, like, have to, like, go back. I've kind of erased all of that from my memory. Now I have to try to remember. Um, uh, we didn't look good at anything. No, and th here's the thing. I think a lot of the Seahawks this year was fool's gold, right? Like... <laughs> I don't think we were particularly great on offense. I just think that we had a good run, and it, I don't know. I just hope that whoever they bring in with offensive coordinator can ultimately 
put it in Russell's hands because I think that's when it happened. Like, I mean, I think we've talked about it before. Honestly, I think Russell's at his best and, t- and Tyler Lockett's at his best when the shit falls apart. They make things happen. And I just think, I think Schottenheimer's play calling was just not creative. It just wasn't, and I just think it was just boring and predictable. Wasn't Gus Bradley super creative? And then, um, or no, isn't that the right guy? Yeah. Who's it? He with the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, we've had some creative offensive play calling. This year well, was... Bradley was a defense. It was, Bradley uh, was the defense. It was the guy who was... Um, he's, we hated him. I think he went to Detroit. Yeah, he, he, we did. Uh, I don't even remember. I don't know. No one knows who he is. We've had creative offensive play calling before. We were angry at that. Why don't we just let Russ cook? Then we finally just let Russ cook, and we then we didn't have a running game. And... I mean, we went 12-4, and four, but the result was the Rams had us figured out, so it was too simple. Uh, I, don't, I, I honestly, I don't think it was – I think playing the Rams was probably the worst-case scenario for Seattle because it is the team that knew them better than anyone else. They, they seem to be a little bit designed to beat us. I mean, Aaron Donald has – how many times has he sacked Russell Wilson this year? He's very comfortable beating us, Aaron Donald is. Uh, I – I did. I went back. Now that the Rams are out, uh, spoilers. That uh, I, I wanted to go back and watch finally because I I didn't watch it, but the Hard Knocks, and uh, I watched the full thing. And I'm comfortable with my solution to the Seahawks being getting Anthony Lynn because he's so running back focused. We don't need somebody to make things better for Russell Wilson. I don't think it doesn't need to be a lot. We need to make things better for our offensive line and for our running game. We need a running game to be a factor because really no one was afraid of us running the ball, and that's why it was so hard to throw the ball. I, I, I don't think Pete's wrong. I think that. And Anthony Lynn is a great running backs coordinator. He's a great offensive coordinator. I didn't think he did a terrible job with the Chargers. I just think that – they're in a they're in a must win situation with the new stadium and fighting for LA. So, yeah, I Anthony Lynn, that's my fix. Do you have any suggested fixes? Well, I was gonna ask you what what okay. So what what do you think then should be the the game plan for Seattle at the running back position? Are are you thinking re-sign Carson? Are you thinking throw some money at an Aaron Jones or someone like that? Like what, what, what do you I do, think? I do think you have to re-sign Carson. I, I don't think we have maybe one year left with Penny. I think that that, that experiment is, I don't, I don't want to spend a high draft. You don't have to spend a high draft pick on a running back, but we need to spend a draft pick on a running back. And we just, we need to draft somebody. We, we've had great success drafting running backs. Um, we just don't keep them. I mean, Mike Davis was our running back. J.D. McKissick was our running back. Uh, Our Seahawks running backs are all over the NFL, except for in Seattle. And Alex Collins, remember? Yeah, I think Alex Collins came back for one game, and he looked like the most energetic. Justin Forsett had his thing, his time. I I think that we, we continue to draft running backs. We use them. We need people to be afraid of our running game. And no, I don't think we're in any place to let go of Chris Carson because I'm not that confident. Had Rashad Penny worked, we this would be a different story. If Rashad Penny was Derrick Henry, we this would all be different. But it's not. We are in this place. Rashad Penny is probably very skilled, but he's not going to be healthy. And outside of the... Um, there was a running back who who like tore his knee up like twice and then had a fantastic career afterwards. And outside of him, I 
I don't think that there's a whole lot of experience running backs where Rashad Penny turns out to be a stud. I think that 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 wow. that ship has sailed. So he's not going to be uh, more than 100 carry back a year. Uh, yeah, we need to draft new blood, and we need to keep Chris Carson. And I, all of the all of the Mario. fans, all of the babies agree. Uh, we also need a tight end. Greg, oh. like, I looked at I looked at read an article about Schottenheimer, and they were saying he was trying to run like the air coil offense from like the old San Diego days, and like they had a Hall of Fame tight end. Like, it doesn't. Had we had a tight end that people were afraid of, had we had a running game that people were afraid of, I think that the Schottenheimer offense would have worked. But we don't. So it didn't. And I think also, if we don't play the Rams, maybe we stay in it. And if we get that bye, if we didn't play at all that week, then we would have been fine. And I, that's all. That's all the anger I have inside of me. There are so many things that could have happened where we could have kept going. So I don't think it's a blow up the team scenario. But I don't think that we were the best team in football. Yeah, and I agree with you there. I, I really don't think we are in a blow up scenario. But at the same time, I think that Russell Wilson masks a lot of problems. And, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh, I mean, Bobby's getting older. Um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, something else. There's obviously, you know, this is a, this is a football podcast. I don't want to focus on too many things. But uh, recently um, – an, an elderly gentleman has left his post, his office, and it has changed America. That's right. Philip Rivers has retired. And uh, I'd like to talk about the Colts because if Philip Rivers isn't there, what do you do? I like the Colts. If, if Russell Wilson was on the Colts, I think they'd be doing okay. I think pretty much if any decent quarterback is on the Colts, they're going to be doing okay. I think that's a place quarterbacks would want to go. Uh, Top of your mind, who do you think should go to the Colts? If I'm a Colts fan, I want Sam Darnold on. I want him to be the quarterback because I see a lot of him being held back by Adam Gase. I mean, look at it. Everyone who Adam Gase has coached, I shouldn't say everyone. Most uh, There's a lot of... I don't think Peyton Manning counts. I think no. Peyton Manning coached Adam Gase. Yeah, absolutely. But then you look at... All the players who've played under Adam Gase, who have excelled since leaving Adam Gase. Kenyon Drake, Ryan Tannehill, shit, Devontae Parker. Uh, I mean, there's just a number of people. Robbie Anderson even was decent after he left the Jets. So it just, I think that... Adam Gase is a cancer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's why I'm... Devastated at the fact that the that the Seahawks have even considered even talking to that guy. He must be a great phone call. People must love to talk to him because he gets a call for jobs, and he should he should never be touched by an NFL franchise. He should be coaching the University of Idaho. Absolutely. So I think where the Jets are in number two spot, I cannot imagine and they're gonna they have a brand new coach. I just think they're gonna want to like what a lot of new coaches on teams do with low draft picks like let's have it be my guy for the next years that you know so I don't have to take someone else's sloppy seconds so I think that they're gonna I think Sam Darnold is expendable and he's young as shit like Sam Darnold's only like isn't he like only like a year older than 
Trevor Lawrence? Something That's like true. that. That's like, true. And so let's think of it this way. If you are, you know, if Robert Sala is is not con- is probably content on getting his own quarterback, um, what do you trade? What what is Sam Darnold worth to the Colts? If that's the trade that happens, I mean, do you think a third rounder gets I, it done? I think for the Jets, I think that the Jets, I don't know. They, just give him T.Y. Hilton. What do you do? <laughs> Shit, yeah, do that. Um, I don't know. I'd say a third is probably third, and maybe a next year's like second based off of how he performs or something. I, I you know, and probably, probably like like. I just see that as probably um, that would be a pretty good haul, a third and a second, a future second. I don't even think they'll get that much. I don't. I don't think there's any. There's no gain for the Jets to keep him on the roster um, if they're going to draft a quarterback. And, and, and then who knows, right? Like maybe what they decide to do is say, "Oh, we'll just we'll just focus on it in the draft." Wink, wink, and then just wait for Sam Darnold to get cut. Like, yeah. Wait. Know? Did Rosen? Did Rosen get a? Was he, he got, traded? He, he was traded. What was he traded for? What like was the nothing. Rosen price? Nothing. I wanna, yeah. I, I want to say maybe maybe a fourth round, if that. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Sam Darnold is probably worth um, a two Rosens, let's say. <laughs> two Rosens, so maybe two fourths or a third. Uh, that's the ro- that's the price I would say. Darnold is one Darnold in the hand is two Rosens in the <laughs> I'm not even gonna finish it. Um, all right, so we've got four teams left. Uh, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bucks, and who am I missing? Bills, Chiefs, Bucks, Packers, all of which have, and Zach's gonna like hearing this, elite quarterbacks. I think that you at this point you can't say that Josh Allen is not an elite quarterback. He's always had a rocket arm, but now it seems like he's smart too. Uh, what do you think? We're gonna we don't, we're not gonna talk about those those quarterbacks. Let's just say are are are, are franchise building quarterbacks. You've you've got your franchise built around them. Your franchise you stick with them until they're done. Let's say, um, I mean Tom Brady be done sooner than the rest, hopefully. But uh, let's. I was gonna go through a list of quarterbacks and knowing. Let's just say if you want to make it this far in the uh, today's NFL, you need an elite quarterback. Let's go through quarterbacks in the NFL and decide whether they are uh, up to snuff to hold on to to get to the the final four, so to speak. So I will start off with Kyler Murray. Is he a top four quarterback? Can he get you to this level? I think so. Um, Sorry, I'm also trying to chase around a kid that won't let me hold her. We're outside, people. Um, We're in the outdoors. And she's going to fall and break her head on the cement. No, there'll be no evidence. We'll delete yeah. the tape. Um, but Kyler, I, I, I think so. Um, I think Kyler's problem is Cliff Kingsbury, but that's... Kyler's great in fantasy because he, he runs. Right. But um, I think that he's probably... I think that, you know, the jury is still... I think, yeah, he's got the tools. You can make an elite team. You can make it sure. this far, especially in the NFC West. But you got, you got DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, their defense isn't good anymore. And which was transformative, yeah. getting DeAndre Hopkins, which is something we'll talk about more. But, like, man, like, that, that everybody... Before you count a quarterback out, they should be able to have... Nuck Hopkins. 
I feel like they, you should be able to have him, and then you know if you're good or not. Because uh, Sam Donald certainly has never had anything close to Hopkins, and uh, we're already ruling him out. And I don't think that's fair. Because had Kyler Murray been drafted to the Jets, uh, who knows what would have happened. Nothing would have happened by now. Let's just assume that. Um, next up, Jared Goff. I think he's done. I, 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 frankly, Jared Goff, I feel like, is the classic Joe, Joe Flacco where he just he peaked at the right time to get a really great contract, but he was never really that great. And how much better is he getting? Have we seen it? I think we've seen it. I don't think I think we know what Jared Goff is at this point. And I think we've seen how how good he'll be. And I, I think that's it. I don't think he's a I don't think he's a franchise bill. Obviously he made it to the Super Bowl, but um, I don't think you'd put him in the uh, in any sort of elite category. So yeah, I think that the Rams are probably better moving on from Goff as well. Uh, here's a tough one. Matt Stafford. Can Matt Stafford, with the you know, with a, think, a good team, get him get you there? I you know. Now I think Matt Stafford is he's he's actually not that bad. Like he's he's been on. I mean, the he's going to break a lot of NFL records, but that's just because he's been in the league so long and he's played every goddamn game. Yeah, and he's been on such a shitty team though. So I think there is a potential too, like. When we talk about like what we talked about with the Jets, I think there's a potential that Detroit could say, you know what, we're gonna start all over too. We're gonna just, you know. I agree. By the way, side note: Have you did you hear the stuff that their new Dan Campbell talked about? Yeah, he wanted to bite people's kneecaps off. The craziest. (laughs) And they signed that that lunatic for six years. I just I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This guy is fantastic. But I just don't I don't know. I I I just think. That team is going to take so long to get back up into relevance. And I think when they sign a coach for six years, they know that too. Um, I don't know if Matt Stafford I, – I mean, I don't know if he's the guy who's going to be doing it. They might want to look towards someone new, you know, Justin Fields. Well, yeah, I think that it is uh, – if the Lions are going to hit the reset button, I don't – He's got six years. I think that they don't get rid of Stafford, but let's say they do. Uh, he's he would be my top pick for the Colts. Yeah, yeah. But I I I, I don't see that happening. But I think that that would be a good. That would be great for the Colts. It'd be the chance. It's a better Philip Rivers. It'd be the chance of success that Matt Stafford, let's just say, deserves at this point. Um, Mitch Trubisky. Oh no, certainly not. I I think he's never been great. Like, he, here's the thing. I, I mentioned earlier, we've got the top four quarterbacks right now in the NFL, it, roughly at, at our position, where uh, they're all in the, you know, their final playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers has an elite arm, an elite, I mean, for his age, he's pretty athletic. Uh, Tom Brady is just his own thing. Um, but Mahomes and Josh Allen are... Elite athletes for the quarterback position. They can throw the ball the entire field, and they can run. Mitch Trubisky can do both those things. Why can't Mitch Trubisky be an elite quarterback? Why not? Is it just because he's been on the Bears? Uh, Maybe, but 
I don't know. I, I feel like he was a classic case in the draft where I don't yeah, – I mean, is he was a number one overall, was he not? He was number two. Number they, two. They traded up to get him. Yeah, but still, like that was a classic case where the class was, you know, not looked at as being particularly good. Now looking back at it, it – well, it was the right idea, just the wrong guy. Yeah, he was exactly. an, he was a moldable piece of elite athletic clay, just like Josh Allen, just like Patrick Mahomes, um, and there. But he just didn't have the coaching. It's it's freaking the guy in, in New York, the Giants. It's him. It's, Daniel Jones. It's Daniel Jones again. Like Daniel Frank Jones can run as fast as DK Metcalf. I've seen the numbers. It just is a case where I, I, I don't know. I just don't think he was ever really like that guy, but he got propped up because of the where he was in the draft, and that just the value of quarterbacks is always much higher when you have a need of a quarterback. So I, I think those are pretty good spot-on comparisons. Daniel Jones, Mitch Trubisky, elite athletic quarterbacks that just don't have whatever separates uh, – Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes from them. And I'll say what probably separates them is coaching. Uh, I think Sean McDermott's probably one of the better coaches in the NFL for the Bills. And um, no one's going to question Andy Reid ever again. So moving on, we got Tua. It's a bit early for Tua, but are we going to say that? I mean, here's, we'll put it this way. Would you be surprised if Tua took the Dolphins to the AFC Championship? No, I think I think he could do it. I I think the way that they handled Tua this year was really strange. Like I feel like it was a it was a situation where the coach was like, "Well, shit, we we spent on this guy. I want to put him in now. I don't want to wait until I'm getting close to being fired to put him in." And and they just kind of threw him to the wolves. They had a good thing going on with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They really did. And Ryan Fitzpatrick has made it work in a lot of places. And he's a veteran, and it's, it's a bit unfair. But one, Ryan pa- Fitzpatrick deserves better. And two, I guess I, this is what I want to call it. I want to call it the Kyler Murray treatment. If Tua is given an elite wide receiver, the same way Kyler was, and the same way Josh Allen was with Diggs, do you think Tua would turn it around? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I I like Tua. I think that there is a good potential. But I think, you know, Dolphins, you got to remember, last year were absolutely atrocious. They've been so bad. And they actually had semblance of being pretty good this year. And Yeah, they've got their coach. Yeah, and he just was kind of thrown to the wolves. I think just as a, like – as he gets more comfortable, I think he's going to be good. I, I mean, it's just hard. And I feel like you can you can do with him like what you do with Kyler Murray and with, with Russell Wilson. Like, he's pretty versatile. But I just think that they unfortunately threw him to the wolves way he, too early. He's, he's not very big. He's not as athletic as I would have thought. Maybe that's just the injury. Um and I, so I, I feel awful saying this, but he's no Josh Allen. I am going to vote against Tua because I don't see it yet. Maybe if they gave him the Kyler Murray treatment, but I honestly, 
we've seen other quarterbacks make that Miami team work. I don't think that he's got a long leash. I think Miami's got a great team, and they don't need to wait for Tua. So on that, I don't think Tua gets it done. Moving on, um, we've talked Arnold. We've talked Daniel Jones. Let's talk one person that uh, I personally had a strong vote against to start the season, Teddy Bridgewater. Do you Is Teddy Bridgewater taking the Panthers to anything? I don't think so. I think Teddy Bridgewater is is donezo. Uh, he just is. Uh, he's not exciting. I don't think he's. He's just a fill in. He's a good backup quarterback. And I cannot imagine that Carolina looks at him as the long term solution. I think they're going to look for a quarterback in this draft. It may not be a high dr- pick, but. I don't know. He's just he's just unexciting. I agree in the sense that, yeah, I, I actually think that's funny that we went from Tua to Teddy because I think that in the end they're going to have a lot of similarities. I'm not – I think they are probably good leaders, and I, I think they are good at the quarterback position. But if your goal is to go to the Super Bowl, you got to have a hell of a team around those two guys. And um, I don't – I think there's just better candidates. I think the people are coming out of college football more NFL ready every year. And uh, I know this year's going to be tough to evaluate, but I guarantee you someone's going to come out fresh out of the gate who can beat Teddy Bridgewater. And that being said, we may have looked at Teddy Bridgewater a little bit differently had this been a year with Christian McCaffrey being essentially the main offense, right? Like, you got to think, McCaffrey went down and a lot was put on to Bridgewater's plate, I think that they maybe looked at Bridgewater as being kind of a manager to basically get McCaffrey the ball more often, and that fell apart real fast. And I feel like Mike Davis did a great job filling in, but the whole team did. Mike Davis is no Christian McCaffrey. So I don't know. I just think that, you know, Bridgewater was never supposed to be a Patrick Mahomes, a, 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 a main, like, focal point of that offense. And I think, yeah, they're going to move on at, at some point here and get someone more capable. I do too. Um, so I'm going to just read, before I say this next name, I'm going to read the stats, and I want you to tell me who you think we're talking about. For this 2020 year, 4,265 passing yards, 35 touchdowns, 13 picks. Who am I talking about? Based off of who we have and who we haven't talked about? This is somebody we have not talked about yet. I would say Justin Herbert. That is incorrect, but it's not bad. Kirk Cousins. Oh, shit. Kirk Cousins threw for 4,200 yards, 35 touchdowns, 13 picks. Quarterback rating of 105. Uh, That's his second... 105 plus year. He had 107 last year. Um, he's looking good in Minnesota. And it, you might, I mean, that's after losing Diggs, but let's not forget that's after acquiring who might be the top dog there again, Justin Jefferson. So Kirk Cousins. I know we all think Dalvin Cook when we think of Minnesota. We usually think defense, but not this year. Kirk Cousins, is he going to get you to the Super Bowl? I mean, he could. Clearly. <laughs> Those numbers are great. Those numbers are great. Like, I I feel like Kirk Cousins is your classic, like, 
what you were looking for with like a Teddy Bridgewater and the fact that it's, I don't think Kirk Cousins is that great, but when you put the pieces around him, he's completely capable of making everyone else around him good enough to where you can succeed. And like, kind of like those, those few years of Matt Schaub, you know, like Matt Schaub isn't good. No, but I mean, but there was a few years where you thought, man, Matt Schaub is actually really good. There's a lot of offense but happening because there. Because he has Andre Johnson and, yeah. you know, and he had Arian Foster and he had like all of these people who made him look better than he really was. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think Kirk Cousins is actually decent. He's shown that time and time again. He's just not that exciting, right? Like he just. Oh yeah. Kinda... Uh, outside of yeah, I mean, he was more exciting when he was with the Washington football team. Yeah. Uh, and, and, well, that being said, like, I do believe he he has the pieces around him where he can take a team to the Super Bowl. I really do think. But we'll see. Um, and it's 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 weird too because you know where was he in his year two, year three, and I'm already rooting out to us. So I guess it all seems unfair, but. You know, uh, Cousins stuck around for a reason. People saw it in him. He developed. He's doing what he's doing right now. Um, I would be more afraid of the Vikings next year if they can figure out their defense and stay healthy. And they have a great coach. They do. And they have Justin Jefferson, who is. They probably have. When you take a, I would say, with Justin Jefferson, basically filling in the Diggs role. They still have – I mean, they, they didn't skip a beat, really. No, and they have two elite tight ends now with Kyle Rudolph still being there. He used to be a big guy. And they have Irv Smith Jr. And they have Dalvin Cook. And uh, Adam Thielen still there. Yeah. Uh, there's a surprising amount of offensive firepower there. They just got to figure out defense. Um, this one's easy, but I just want to talk about him. Deshaun Watson. Oh, Deshaun Watson's fabulous. His team is awful. And I don't blame him for wanting to get out of there. After Bill O'Brien left, which I think was week four, uh, I looked up how many his numbers. He's like easily in the conversation for quarterback one in both like normal life and in fantasy football once Bill O'Brien left. Bill O'Brien and Adam Gase should vacation together because they are cancers when it comes to their football teams. I know obviously he was there for the development of these guys, but uh, – John Watson played like he's the best quarterback in football after week after week four, and that's with Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks and not much else. I just think, too, if I'm Deshaun Watson, you take away not just your best weapon, like one of the best wide receivers in the history of the NFL. You, you, I just you got to be so mad at the way that they've handled that situation. I would want out of there. I, I would, like, I don't know. Like, well, who, have they hired a coach yet? I nope, can't. Not, not as of this moment. Who's going to want that job? That's an awful job. It's not desirable, but anybody who's an offensive-minded coach should be excited to work with Deshaun Watson. I think, I think that Deshaun Watson alone keeps that job as top three. Because nobody's excited to, I mean, shouldn't have been excited. So nope. if you were a coach then, sorry to, to, to side note here, what would be, obviously they filled some of these positions, but of the open positions that we've had this year, what would be your top, What if you were a coach, what would you want? 
Well, I wouldn't want the Lions, and they already have a coach, which is the hard part about all this. It's because they gave the guy six years, and Dan Campbell is not getting six years anywhere else. So it, there's obviously a lot of factors. I think maybe I'd want a shit ton of money, so I guess that makes sense. I want a shit ton of money, and I want 10 years to do it. But, uh, yeah, I think Deshaun Watson is – they want enemy. Yeah, and, they'll and they should them. want enemy, and that's that. It should have been a no-brainer because if you don't, if you get the best coach in the NFL and you don't have Deshaun Watson, you're still gonna lose to Deshaun Watson uh, if you're the Texans, and that's the way I see it. I feel like it's the only reason why we haven't seen anything move yet for Deshaun Watson. Right? Obviously, he doesn't want to be there, but I feel like they're telling him, just wait. We are going to get the guy who coaches Patrick Mahomes for you, and you're going to be better than him. Oh, like, yeah. You know, this the, with the trade clause everything the way it is, you have to think of it this way. The Texans are not pick, picking the next coach because no coach is going to sign with the Texans if they don't have Deshaun Watson. As long as Deshaun Watson approves, then I'm interested in that job. But if Deshaun Watson does not approve of me... I'm not taking that job. You have no draft capital. You have overpriced contracts all over the place. All you have is one dude and then J.J. Watt. And that's it. Yeah. All right. Baker Mayfield. Uh, I mean, I, I, you got to think, you know, was it two years, three years ago now? Or you thought, oh, man, what, a, you know. Steal of the draft. It was great. Perfect future. I, for a while there, was like, man, he's not going to be good. But I don't know. Having seen what he's able to accomplish without Odell Beckham Jr. is kind of shocking. He is so much better when Odell is not on the field. I agree. And it's weird to me to say that to one of the better wide receivers in the game that you're not better with having him there. So Is he, though? Is he one of the best wide receivers in the game? I am not sure anymore. I don't know either. It's I a mean, what, have you done, what have you done for me lately? I, I think he had – I think he's one of the more popular wide receivers in the league, but I don't know if he's one of the better. I, if, if the drop-off for Antonio Brown could be so fast, I don't see why the drop-off for OBJ could be faster. It, it's not about age and athleticism at this point. Uh, there are just better wide receivers coming into the league – Every year, who do you want, Justin Jefferson or Odo Beckham Jr.? Oh, Justin Jefferson for sure. And he just got here. Yeah. Uh, I think that OBJ had a fast rise. I think he had one great catch, and I think his stock has gone down ever since. And and I, when you think about it, I I guess we 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 just think of OBJ with what he was able to do with Eli Manning. No one else. That's right. And Eli was at the end of his career and has been like, hey, I've got a great young talent here. He's gonna boost my numbers and make us successful and well he was but he hated being in the Giants so right I think yeah OBJ needs a great quarterback I don't think Baker Mayfield is a great quarterback but I think he's getting it done for the Browns when I think about the Browns I think they're gonna win with Baker but would I sign him for a bunch of money no because for me Baker Mayfield is Jared Goff I think they're the same person. I think that they got drafted number one overall to a team that was uh, on the rise, and they've survived with him, not so much despite him, but with him. But they could win more with someone else. And I think when I look at the Browns, I think of if the Seahawks had that running game, 
I don't know how many games we would have lost this year. I think that that running game can make any quarterback look great. And if Russell Wilson made himself to the Browns, the Browns would be a, a Super Bowl favorite. The sad, sad fact of everything is we had every opportunity to get Nick Chubb on our team. And if we didn't have some all those damn morals about it, we could have had Kareem Hunt too. Yep. All right. <laughs> Dak Prescott, is he going to get you there? I think so. He's never had a bad year. No, he's been great. He's it, been great ever since he inherited the role from Tony Romo. He's he was he did well, and he didn't have uh, Amari Cooper yet. He didn't he didn't have weapons. You know, I had Michael Gallup, uh, who's now his like third best weapon. I, I I hate to say it, but I think yeah, Dak Prescott. I think is a guy who can survive anywhere, and I only feel that way after creating the excuse for a lot of who I think are talented quarterbacks and saying, well, they don't have weapons. Well, Dak has a shit ton of weapons now, but he used to not have any weapons, and he was still pretty good. Of course, he always had Zeke, so I guess you got to consider that. He's always had a pretty great running game to lean on. I think if Dak goes to the wrong team, he, he can't survive. But uh, I think if he's on the right team, like the Cowboys, I think he keeps him in, he keeps him in the conversation. So I, I would vote yes on so, Dak Prescott as a guy who can get you to the Super Bowl. So do you think he'll be back in Cowboys next year? Oh yeah. I don't think they're that I don't think they can risk ch- trying something else. You think they're just going to franchise tag him and see what he can do since That would be the smart thing to do. So no, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to try to give him a 4-year deal. Uh, he's going to reject it and then they're going to give him like a 6-year deal and he'll he'll <laughs> he'll take all the money. Um Ryan Tannehill I don't know. I, that guy's an anomaly to me. So are the Titans. They're a great running team with um, a pretty great wide receiving core right now. Did you hear that A.J. Brown has surgery on both his knees right now? I did see that, and that's very interesting to me. They were telling him he shouldn't. He was basically week two whether to decide he to play through it or not, and he did, and he had a phenomenal year. And now, obviously, they're going to have surgery on both his knees, which is never good for his future outlook. But um, That guy's good. He's good. And Ryan Tannehill works for that team. Why didn't they go to the Super Bowl this year? Is it just because they had – there's just better teams? I think that they re- – yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. It. I don't know if they necessarily would have been better with another quarterback. I think Ryan Tannehill has done exactly what you would want – I don't blame Ryan, Ryan yeah. Tannehill. I don't blame Ryan Tannehill. I blame the defense. And you honestly, have. it's so funny. We we missed out on two defensive studs in the offseason. And we were pissed about both of them. Jadeveon Clowney, who went to the Titans and did not improve a goddamn thing. And uh, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, he, he made the Ravens worse somehow. And we dodged two bullets. And if you're wondering, that's that's why we gave Schneider a lot of money in the offseason. We gave Schneider a lot of money because we don't want to lose him. And not because of the people he did sign, but because of the people he didn't. DJ Reed was like an accident. But you got to credit not pulling the trigger on those two people. 100%. And you got to think, you pull the trigger on Jadavion Clowney, you're not getting Jamal Adams. Can you imagine having him for three more years? Jadeveon Clowney, that is? Yeah. That's what we were looking at. A four-year deal. Ugh, no. I'm so happy. 
Yeah, so I, I think you're right. I think the reason why the Titans didn't do better, didn't go further, is purely their defense, but it's also they had the tough luck of running into a Ravens defense, which is really good. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know. That Derrick Henry is awesome, though. Like, Derrick Henry is, is a, a kingmaker as far as running back to quarterback. Zeke used to do that. Now Derrick Henry does it in a completely different way. And someone else will come up and do it soon. And I hope that that someone else goes to the Seahawks. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar's great. I don't think we're ever going to see his, I guess now two years ago. I don't, like that was such an anomaly. I think this year was probably a little closer to what we're normally going to see with him. I think that here's the thing. When you look at what he was able to do in that MVP season, like that's not something people normally do. And there's a reason why that there had been no other uh, quarterback who would rush for as many yards and had he just that wasn't sustainable. And I think that everyone thinks that's oh it's going to continue on no there's a reason why no one else has done that and i think that that's everyone looked at that's what he was going to repeat this year and that was never attainable and i think we're going to see a little i think he can do it because that rushing baseline is amazing like and i don't know we'll see i i like i like lamar jackson i think he's going to be good but he's not your Aaron Rodgers, right? Like he's not at all. Not, he he's never going to be that. He's he's an anomaly. Uh, he's what I thought Terrell Pryor could be one day. I I think Lamar Jackson. Well, I know that it's for a playoff quarterback. It's the lowest passing touchdown to running touchdown ratio since Tim Tebow, which is a, not a good <laughs> not a good look. That's oh, a bad that's a bad look. Um, but I argue. If you give him the Kyler Murray treatment, he wasn't throwing to a lot of people. If Let's say you give him somebody who's going to be a free agent this year, like Allen Robinson or, uh, oh, who else is going to be a free I mean, imagine if, if – Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Or let's talk even high level. The Saints are like $100 million over the cap. Michael Thomas. Give him somebody. Somebody elite. Make some moves. And give him a, a, a year to be a passing quarterback. No one, no one could have been a successful passing quarterback throwing to Hollywood Brown and Miles Boykin. That's not a winning formula for a passer. And everybody knows it. And no one talked. They had to pick up Des Bryant. No one else wanted Des Bryant for a lot of reasons. So, and the. the- the curious thing is, is that MVP season, he did throw it a lot, and he actually was successful. But the previous year, his first year, he was awful, like, with his passing. So you got to wonder, is it was it just that weird year, or is he actually a quarterback who is not going to be able to succeed by throwing the ball? Is he purely going to be a one-trick pony? Because that's going to be the, the determining factor of how successful I think he is. Harbaugh needs some help. Harbaugh is not a quarterback coach. And the offensive coordinator this year was a running guy and he was not creative. And I think the years, I think you, 
the same way we've got to run the ball to make Russell Wilson effective, uh, the Ravens got to be able to throw the ball to make Lamar Jackson as good as he can be. And I think it starts with an elite talent at wide receiver. And there's going to be available talent at wide receiver via trade or via free agency. There's no reason Lamar Jackson should be throwing to the same targets. And when he gets a better target than Mark Andrews, his tight end, his best target, when he gets somebody better than that, I think uh, Hollywood Brown becomes an elite number two. And I think uh, the Ravens... I think, I think that puts Lamar Jackson in the conversation. I mean, he's already in the conversation of someone can take you to the Super Bowl. I think then you put him in the conversation of somebody who can, who should win you a Super Bowl. And another year of J.K. Dobbins. I think that they, you know, because we all know Lamar Jackson is their number one running back. Yeah. But J.K. Dobbins is completely serviceable. Like, he's a, he's a good running back. He's going to look great, but that's going to be the weird thing about the Ravens is that Lamar Jackson is one of the few running backs, that, or <laughs> is one of the few quarterbacks that doesn't need an elite running back because he is one. Uh, he needs he needs people not just to stretch the field, which is what he has. He needs people who can get the short stuff as well as the long stuff and maybe that middle stuff because he's throwing two very predictable targets. Um, I don't, <clears throat> we're going to have to talk about him. Russell Wilson, the yeah. third. Yeah, I mean, Russell's, Russell's great. I, I mean, I think, you know, we see a lot of stuff up here in Seattle that, you know, everyone's like, oh, we need to move on from him. That's just classic Seattle people just not realizing how good we have it. Like, you have to think, I mean, the amount of times that Russell Wilson's been able to bail out that Seahawks team is shocking. Like, I think that we have... I mean, we had the great years where we won a Super Bowl, mainly because of the defense... But part of the reason why we haven't been that good since is because there's just not enough playmakers to help him just take that one step further. I think that there's, there's two fabulous ironies going on right now, and they both involve the Green Bay Packers. One, we have the GM that they wanted and they still want. Uh, and two is a long time ago, the Seahawks played the Packers and two dudes caught the ball at the same time. And since then, I feel that our franchises have been intertwined. They've had Aaron Rodgers. We've had Russell Wilson. And for a while, Aaron Rodgers was not a threat to the Super Bowl, as he should have been, because the team was not managed well. They, like us, for, many, for a year or two, had Eddie Lacy trying to run the ball. They had offensive line woes. They had defense problems. Uh, we've had all the same problems. Aaron Rodgers still doesn't have a tight end. Uh, there's a lot of problems that the Seahawks have now that the Packers had three years ago. Uh, we don't have an identifiable run game. Did you Have you seen the Packers lately? A.J. Dillon is a dude with thighs the size of my torso. And, and uh, what's his name? Aaron Jones. Yeah. Aaron Jones is great. And I don't know if they're, they, the same conversation is going to be whether they keep him, uh, if we keep Chris Carson. And I think absolutely, because you need more than one good to great running back. And look how happy Aaron Rodgers is. I think that w- if we develop a run game and an offensive line, 
we too can have a Russell Wilson as happy as Aaron Rodgers. I think that we're in the same boat that they've been in. And no one has ever said that Aaron Rodgers was the problem in Green Bay. And if they did, they were idiots. Now, for them, it was their coach. Um, I don't think that Pete Carroll is the problem. I think that our offensive coordinator wasn't helping. But I think it's a personnel issue when it comes to our running game. We can't stay healthy. And we, we, we're getting better on the offensive line. I think this was actually one of our better years in the offensive line, but it's not enough. Ever since uh, Beast Mode left, we have not been the same. And we continue to not be the same. And we need to get back to there if we want to go back to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, Russell I Wilson, to yes. answer your question, yeah. I mean, he is 100% someone who if you don't go away from that. There are, I bet you there are 30 other teams in the NFL who are probably – wish they could have Russell Wilson on their team. You know, Absolutely. Like, I mean, there's probably one other team, and that's the Chiefs, who are very happy with the quarterback that they have. But I'm almost positive everyone else would probably say, you know what, I'll take that guy. And one interesting thing I think about, every time I say we need to be able to run the ball to win the game, I look at the Bills. They don't run the ball. They have Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. They don't. They don't have a premier running back. They have a good offensive line, but for pass blocking. Like they Josh Allen faced the Ravens and just threw it 37 times in the wind. Like they don't they don't have a running game and they're they are where they are. I think that's probably why they're gonna lose this weekend. I am 100 percent behind the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I want them to win, but they don't have a running game, and that scares me. Uh, I guess you could say the same for the Chiefs. They, they throw the ball to run the ball. Like they, they do short passes, and I guess we could maybe say that that's something the Seahawks don't do well. But uh, two teams to watch. If the Bills and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, maybe we don't need to go back to the days of power running, and maybe we just get a, a great pass-catching running back like, oh, I don't know, J.D. McKissick, and uh, we, we win that way. But if we want to see the Seahawks that won the Super Bowl, we need to work on our running game, and it's not Russell Wilson's fault. Um, now our last two quarterbacks to look at are very interesting. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan had pretty like top 10 numbers this year, but he had six games where he was outside the top 25 for quarterbacks. So that shows a little bit of inconsistency there. What do you, what do you think about Matt Ryan as his fate moving forward? I think Matt Ryan's probably done. I think he, I mean, Matt Ryan has, he's, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. He's been, he's had the luxury of having Julio Jones and Roddy White and really good people to help him. Zach loves Roddy White. Oh, I'm sure he does. Um, and Calvin Ridley's great. Like they've really have given Matt Ryan the pieces that he needs to be successful but, gosh. With a defensive-minded coach, yeah. which is crazy that they've had a defensive-minded coach for six years now and since that Super Bowl haven't been able to field a decent defense. I just have a hard time seeing how – I don't know. I, I think he's done. I just truly just – I mean – The window's closed. I don't – yeah, I agree. I don't see him as a – Todd Gurley's done on that team. Like, they, they are God. just kind of like – I don't know. Atlanta's always been a team. Remember when they? I mean, he actually did all right, but they had Tony Gonzalez. Like, like they they just not only did they have Tony Gonzalez, they had they always had two good running backs. 
They always did. They had Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. And then before that, they had, who's that fat guy? They had a, a bunch Turner. of... <laughs> Michael Turner. Uh, uh, speaking of thighs, they had Michael Turner. They always had uh, a strong running game. They always had... Uh, they've always had great wide receiver duos. Yeah, they had Tony Gonzalez, and then they had Austin Hooper. I they've they've been talented on that side of the ball, and they they've given Matt Ryan I think the tools that he needs to succeed. But I think he is degrading. I mean, him and Matt Stafford are going to be people we think he's about. Probably thirty six now, right? Like, I have no probably, idea. Like I, he's been in for a long time. Like, he's old, and. I just don't see him getting any better. I mean, I think I think Calvin Ridley is going to be one of the most one of the premier wide receivers um, going forward. But that team is just—I don't know. Like, I just don't see him as the long-term answer. I also don't think you're going to get anything from him, like for like a trade or anything. No one's going to want that. They're pretty high in the draft this year, and that's one thing that Matt Ryan has always been able to keep the, the keep them from doing. the The Falcons have always won just enough games to stay out of the of the range for an elite quarterback. So now that you see them, I believe they're in the top five, if not five on the dot. Uh, this is the year where they could select a quarterback to sit underneath Matt Ryan and have the chance to take the reins. And I think yeah, and not a bad idea, I especially mean, it's an attractive idea for a new head coach, which I believe they need still. I know. I think they signed one. Oh, Arthur Smith. Oh, that's right. The Tennessee guy, right? Yeah. So it's kind of a ho-hum hire, right? Like he's not, absolutely like, let's face it going back to, I know we already talked about it, but like the truth is, is that Tennessee is really, I mean, I get it. You want to applaud, the They're Derrick Henry. They had, had Derrick Henry. They're Derrick Henry. They're Derrick Henry. Smith isn't going to have a Derrick Henry. Well, in, maybe, maybe he's got his eyes one. Maybe he thinks Najee Harris is it. I don't know. I, they, I guess it, it suggests maybe. that they are going to try to rebuild that Atlanta running game that was so good for so long and is not going to be great with uh, Todd Gurley. Yeah. Uh, our last one, Derrick Carr. For a while, the Raiders looked like they had it. They were back. The Raiders, new stadium. And um, then Nelson Aguilar started catching touchdowns. And then jo uh, Josh Jacobs stopped running for touchdowns. And then the, it just fell apart. Uh, what do you do with Derek Carr? I don't, I don't know what that team is I really have a hard time with the Raiders. I feel like they have glimpses of being really good, but at the same time, they're just not. And I don't know if that's a Derek Carr problem. Like he doesn't, he's, he had that one year where he was fantastic, but ever since then, he's just been kind of ho-hum. And I feel like that's more of who he is. There's a lot of excuses for why he hasn't been that great. Yeah. And I mean, you gotta think. You remember? Was it right when, um, when their coach Gruden started? Like there was a lot of, I don't want to say animosity, but there was a lot of talk that Derek Carr was not who he would have wanted, and they were gonna change, and they still haven't done that. Right. I just, the problem is, is that 
who are they going to get, right? Like, I mean, like, the, the, the hardest part, I think, for when you're a franchise who has, like, a Derek Carr is are you really going to be able to get someone who is better than him? Like, you're, you're in a tough spot. Well, you know what? They should. And the reason I say that is because as GM, they hired draft aficionado Mike Mayock. And honestly, he has not drafted well. They got Henry Ruggs, who's fast as hell, and I thought would be great. He's not. They got a fourth overall pick, Cleland Farrell. Yeah, no one knows. He's done nothing. That person has done nothing. Uh, Jonathan Abrams, is. these are all first-round picks, and they've done nothing. And so, one, they have not spent a pick on a high pick on a quarterback. Two, I mean... This is his specialty. They're not in the top 10. So are they going to be able to get a quarterback worth a damn? And if so, does that mean trading up? And if so, are you, do you think Mayock could pick the right guy? Uh, well, it's and interesting. They, and they have the unfortunate situation of being in a division with the Chiefs who are going to be good for the next 10 years. Like, let's face it, they are going to be good for a long time. And and Derek Carr's not afraid of them. No. And they've played, I mean, gosh, isn't that the only loss that they had this year was to the Chiefs, that is? To, yeah. To, and I don't know, and I think you've got, you know, San Diego with Justin Herbert, they've got a lot to look forward to there with a new coach and everything, and I, we'll see, but their San Diego is not doesn't have that many pieces to be good, like to put together to be good. I don't know. I think they gotta they gotta shake it up there, because it's like, are you just gonna be okay with being mediocre and maybe getting a wild card spot every year, you know? Or I don't know. They that team just doesn't excite me. And Derek Carr is part of the reason for that. Um, what are your opinions? Give him the Kyler Murray treatment. If you send uh, Kenny Galladay or uh, Allen Robinson to the Raiders, I mean, mind you, Derek Carr scored points with Nelson Aguilar. And maybe that's true because, remember, that year they had Amari Cooper there the year that he was really good. And maybe that's what the piece he's been missing. They stripped his weapons. They made his defense worse by getting Khalil Mack out of there. Maybe that's they're putting too much onto a guy. Yeah, try try reversing that trade. Try sending uh, Josh Jacobs, Cleveland Farrell, and Jonathan Abrams for Khalil Mack and see if you get that trade back because I don't think you do. Uh, I agree, and honestly – Give him some weapons. Give him something. If you can be successful, Nelson Aguilar, I like to think you could be successful with anyone. Um, they've got Mariota as the backup, and I don't know. You've got, you're, you've got that duo, quarterback and GM, for a long time. I guess at some point you have to give them the chance to draft their own guy. I just don't see who they're going to get who's better for that situation. I, I agree. I, I just think you're not going to – you're either going to get someone who is going to be another – like you think you're going to be getting a Mar, or a Ryan Tannehill type, or you're just going to have to get someone young and hope that they end up being great. Like you're not going to – you're going to have to give up too much to get anyone who's of relevance. And is and at this point, is Matthew Stafford better than Derek Carr? 
You know what I mean? Like if you can get totally, yeah, and and if you could get him. Maybe that's maybe that's a way to get by. Like I don't know. And you're opening up that big stadium next year, ideally. Uh, and or or do you get Carson Wentz? Oh God, Carson Wentz. Like you know. Like, no, there's no possible way he leaves Philadelphia now. I I, I just have a. Yeah. Because that's that's a person we haven't talked about. But the truth is, is I don't know what you do there. Like, right? They have a brand new head coach there. You have a new head coach, and you now, if you get rid of Carson Wentz, isn't it like sixty million dollars that gets hit on your cash? You can't get rid of Carson Wentz. That's why they're keeping him. Uh, and honestly, I I think that they saw Jalen Hurts win, and they said our team is that good. Our team can win when they're motivated. And uh, they did not see that Jalen Hurts was great. They saw that the team was great. And uh, it sucks for Jalen Hurts, but he's going to be there for at least another year as a backup, um, unless somebody See, offers the right price. I was going to say this would be the time is that the new coach and the, and the GM say, "Look, we've given a sample size for Jalen Hurts. Is this what we thought we were going to be getting? Is this why, you know, like now you try to sell right Jalen Hurts at a." top price point yeah. and then roll with your God damn. $60 million man. Can you imagine there. if the Colts got Jalen Hurts? It, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea. Is he better than Jacoby Brissett, though? Yeah, but it's it'll be interesting to see what they do there because it makes no sense to keep two... It, like, this is kind of... Remember when the, the Patriots did this and they got a like a great situation by getting rid of Garoppolo. And I feel like it was like, hey, look, you can see, hey, look. They also traded Brissett. They've got draft picks for all of their backup quarterbacks that they don't have right now and need extremely. They had the benefit of, obviously, those guys got to shine by not having Tom Brady, someone who they were relying on. Mm -hmm. And rather than getting rid of your old, they got rid of what the the small sample size that they're like, hey, let's sell now because we don't know if this is actually how he's going to be in his career. And we've seen that now with both of those guys. And they are not who we thought they were. And speaking of Patriots, that's another team that's very interesting to think about if they do, if they can get a big wide receiver. If Kenny Galladay or if Michael Thomas gets traded or with any of these guys, Ravens, Raiders, Patriots, it changes the conversation about those quarterbacks because there's a lot of those, – those three quarterbacks, especially for me, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, and Cam Newton had nothing to throw to this year. And it feels weird to judge them, people who, by all means, should be good uh, on having a lack of targets. Um, but on that note, who – oh, I just saw a thing. Matt Patricia is going back to the Patriots. Oh, I don't know if that fixes anything. I don't anything. know if that fi- – that doesn't fix anything. But um, – but well, that's breaking news. That's it. Breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. That's but, incredible. But the you got to wonder what are the Patriots going to do at quarterback? Cam Newton's done. I I, I don't I don't know. If I Cam don't know Newton's what their options start. are. But I don't think he's going to be the starter of another team unless there's an injury. I just they've got a they've got a decent pick this year. I don't know. I'm very curious to see what they do. I'm very curious to see what happens wide receivers in. in uh, um, in free agency. Uh, do you have a hot take for uh, the end of our show? Hot take. Um, I wouldn't say it's particularly hot, but I think Anthony Lynn's going to be the next offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. God, I, I really hope so. Do. I, 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 I hope so, too. <clears throat> I think there's a potential of Doug Peterson, but I have a hard time. I think Doug Peterson, I think he becomes a head coach someplace. Yeah, me too. 
I, I think that he's he's good, and I, I would be very happy with Doug Peterson as a as an offensive coordinator if we can get him. But I think Anthony Lynn fits the bill more. Doug Peterson to the Texans is getting more funny in my mind every time I think about it. Um, that would be crazy. Uh, other than that, I I don't know. I, uh, I think that Seahawks. Uh, I do think that they re-sign Chris Carson, but I also think that they bring in another running back somehow that's not named Carlos Hyde. I think that I think they have a I think they have a veteran running back behind Chris Carson. I don't know who that is, but I do think that they're going to have someone else there who will get major playing time. Not Mark Ingram, hopefully. I uh, hope not. Um, my theory is that. Uh, my hot take is that Tom Brady is on steroids and that Ben Roethlisberger used to be on steroids. And that explains everything, that Tom Brady can still throw the – he was like top five or number one or whatever in depth of passes. Doesn't make any sense that he's throwing the ball down the field so well when uh, Drew Brees can't move the ball more than 10 yards. So Tom Brady on steroids, Drew Brees is not – and never was, and Ben Roethlisberger clearly was on steroids, uh, but kicked the juice like a year or two ago. I have, an, I have another hot take. Ah. And you said Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger is going to play another year. Jesus. And Dwayne Haskins will be the heir apparent and will be mediocre. Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's another wide receiver that could move. Juju, I don't know. Oh, anyway, so many moving pieces. Uh, yeah, the, the Steelers drift closer and closer into a shitstorm. Uh, this, this has been an hour. So we're going to call it. This has been the Finicky Podcast. Outdoors, drinking beers with dads. Uh, everyone else who stuck sleeping around babies. this long. Sleeping babies and beers. Uh, Finicky on, Finicky well, and good day.